Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, they did it. They finally did it. The Sens have hired a member for their analytics department full-time. And it's time for us to get to our fourth annual organizational value rankings where we rank, and I'm not kidding you, every single player in the Ottawa Senators franchise. Tier 9 gets us started. These are young bucks who are looking to make their mark. All of it's coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team, every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Schützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 862 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains. We want to let you know that you can also subscribe to Locked On Senators wherever you download your podcast. We are free and available on YouTube as well. Follow the show on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Today is Monday, August 28th. We've already put out a ring of honor today. And now we get to discuss the hiring of Sean Tierney. Not sure if there's a relation to Chris, but he is a full-time analytics expert. And he is going to bring his computer genius to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, it's time for some math in this organization. Before, it was all based on vibes. Now we're going to get some numbers in here. But uh, in all seriousness, it is wild that this is the Ottawa Senators finally bringing in some full-time analytics people because everyone else in the league seems to have been doing it for years, a long time. And I feel like they're like even like the Carolina Hurricanes and the Kraken, like I'm sure they have full teams, like multiple teams of people that are on this. And the Senators are like, yeah, we'll bring in a guy. So definitely it's about time this happened. And uh, Ross, from all the kind of sources that we've checked in on Sean, it seems like he's a really intelligent guy and he brings a lot to the table. Not only does he have experience in the private sphere, he's was, he was been hired out of Sport Logique, who yep. we know Mike Kelly is one of their employees. So I reached out to Mike. He said any team would be lucky to have Sean Tierney. Very good at visualizing data. It's what he does best. And just a glowing review from a guy who I tremendously respect. So before, Sean Tierney was the Senior Director of Analytics and Pro Services for Sport Logique and Pilsy. Turns out it wasn't just a Guy Boucher thing. Wasn't just a DJ Smith thing. But now it's a Michael Anlauer thing where you bring in people you know. And before working at Sport Logique, where was Sean Tierney? He was the director of analytics for the Hamilton Bulldogs, the OHL team that Ann Lauer owns. So he trusts this guy. He brings him in. They won a championship together in 2018. And even though he left to go to Sport Logique, Tierney did in 2021, his fingerprints were all over that second championship that they won with the Bulldogs. So just an awesome hire. There's, there's nothing I don't think anyone could say that would be like, oh my God, why would they ever think of doing this? It's almost like, well, it's about time, better late than never. Yeah, honestly. And I don't have a problem with bringing in guys, you know, like if anything, I respect that because, hey, they've had success together before. He understands how, uh, Ann Lauer that is, understands how Sean operates. And clearly he 
thinks highly of him to bring him in and to basically start a brand new position in this organization. So I like the move. Uh, I'm hoping that this will have some sort of impact on the Sens in the future. I'm really, I'm really excited for it. So welcome to the Ottawa Senators, Sean Tierney. You can follow him at Charting Hockey on Twitter. And uh, if you search his name and then Sens, there's some, uh, some funny ones. There's also some ones where it's like, oh, wow. Like if you think back to how the Sens were during, you know, I think there were some tweets from the mid-2018 season and it's like a graph with all their defensemen and who the better ones are, who the worst ones are. And it's like, okay, like I'm kind of seeing that as though these are the types of charts that he's going to bring to the Ottawa Senators. And I think uh, it's been said multiple times. I want to say it's a Sens fan, Mika, uh, who does his own analytics stuff. Uh, I believe he's based out in Halifax. But he says basically for an analytics department, they can get their entire wage paid for by stopping a team from making one bad decision. So that adds up. So I think that from that standpoint, it's just another voice in a room and maybe a voice of a style or of an of a perspective that the Senators don't have currently. So looking forward to them bringing that to the table. Anything else you want to get into before our organizational value rankings, Pilsy? Because there were some, you know, little more content pieces dropped. We talked about Corey Pronman having the Senators under 23 talent ranked seventh. And that was just punctuated by him having Tim Stutzla as the third highest ceiling among all players under 23. The only guys he had ahead of him, Connor Bedard and Jack Hughes. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously high praise. Uh, there's not too many guys that... You know, when you're when you're looking at that, you're like, how did he not have this guy ahead of Tim Stutzel? Like, I, I can't even off the top of my head, I can't even think of uh, a collection of guys that would be ahead of him other than Hughes and Bedard. Like, that's where Tim Stutzel is at. He just had a 90 point season and he's going to have another great season as far as I'm concerned. So excited to see Ooh. the growth of not only Tim Stutzel, but we're also making some other justifications based on Corey Pronman's list. He did like a top 170 prospects, right? He did all the teams. So I guess he just kind of glumped it all together, but man, the time it would have taken to do all that. But I noticed a couple things and we tweeted this out uh, at send central and we put where all the senators were on this list. And Patrick McConnell replied back and said, he's got Matt Sogard as the fourth best U 23 goalie. Only Jesper Wallstead. Uh, Yaroslav Askarov and Spencer Knight, all first-round picks. He has higher than Mad Soaker. Wow. Friday's guest on the show. If you missed that, go check out a fantastic interview with one of the good guys, like Mad Sogard, all-around good guy. Uh, so I found that pretty interesting. And he's got Jake Sanderson, I believe, was the fifth-highest-ranked defenseman. Yeah, I mean, I do you know the other four defensemen that were ahead of Sanderson? Uh, the only one that was a bit of a question mark to me was he had Bowen Byram ahead of him. <laughs> that hits home for Sens fans. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. Luke Hughes at number nine. Moritz Sider at number 12. Yeah. Owen Power at 13. Bowen Byram at 17. Jake Sanderson at 18. Jake Sanderson, uh, one spot ahead of last year's first overall pick, Uri Slavkovsky. Wow. All right. I like it. <laughs> so uh, stick taps to Corey Pronman. He's a recurring guest on Locked on Senders. He's been on with us twice. So maybe we'll have to check back in with him. But Pilsy, it's too busy right now. We've got our organizational value rankings. We've got nine, count it, 
nine prospects to get to, and we're just working our way up. We've got our list. We've checked it twice. Mm. We've sent it out to multiple people, and we're like, hey, where are we off? Some have said, oh, you're perfect. We don't believe those people. You have to get mad at any list that is put in front of you. <laughs> don't tell Corey Pondman that. <laughs> all-time all locked on sense moment uh you can go if you don't know what we're talking about go check out our interview with him pills put him uh, on the ropes i'll say with that question but uh no we appreciate the love for for uh tim stutzla from you know some outlets like to you know push the senators to the bottom of their priority list but it is nice when they get some national shine like they have been getting not only from Corey Promen, but Scott Wheeler had Stutzel Sanderson one, two yep. in his redraft from 2020. So lots of great uh, content from the national side of things. Um, did you end up watching that uh, Brady Kachuk interview on Friday? No, I, I caught clips and stuff, but I didn't go through the whole thing. A lot of praise for Jake Sanderson. A lot as, of praise. as there should be. Yeah. Apparently Jake Sanderson gave him the best present at his wedding too. Ooh. Leave, it, leave it to the 20 year old kid. Yeah, wow. That's hey, that's a good thing to put on your resume. Best wedding gift uh, giver for the captain. You got to make an impression. True, definitely. Yeah. Well, these players that we're going to start our organizational value rankings with, they've made mm -hmm. a bit of an impression, but all of them have either been, either been drafted this year or last year in the late round. So, one thing that we're going to focus on for these profiles is what's one thing that they need to do to make another step forward and rise up this list like others have done in the past. As Pilsy mentioned, it's our fourth year doing that. So that's next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. They are the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network and the number one sportsbook in North America. Not a big deal. You can take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to 200 bucks. So you can start off with a $20 bet and maybe you don't win that bet. That's okay, because win or lose, you're going to get that $200 in bonus bets. All on an app that's safe, secure, easy to use. It's easily my favorite sports book app, and you get paid instantly. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And you're going to make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Today's episode is also brought to you by Farm to Fork, farmtoforkdelivery.ca. Farm to Fork is a meat and seafood premium delivery service that will bring it right to your door. Head over to farmtoforkdelivery.ca. It's owned by Ottawa uh, family. They are uh, bringing this all over. You just put in where your postal code is and it's bang right to you. If you're in Montreal, if you're in most of Quebec, all of Ontario, you are eligible to get Farm to Fork. Now, what I love about Farm to Fork is how they are individually vacuum sealed portions. So if you only want one chicken breast or one steak, just pull out that one and you don't have to worry about freezer burn or any of that nonsense because they're vacuum sealed right from the butcher's table. No hormones, no antibiotics. They are perfectly raised and they are ready to be served to you. Be a beauty. Invite your friends over to try Farm to Fork, but go onto their website and you can see all their bundles that you can save. And you can save even more when you put in promo code SENS10. SENS10 gets you 10% off your first order at farm2forkdelivery.ca. I'm looking at the Healthy Pack Seafood Bundle right now for $150. Bucks, 
Four pieces of wild sockeye salmon, six ounce portions, boneless, right, ready to eat off the grill. Two pieces of wild albacore tuna half loins and four pieces of cod. So lots of great specials available. The grass fed beef bundle, the rib fest bundle, summer steak bundle. It's still grilling season and you can get yours today. Farm to fork delivery.ca promo code sends 10. You will never go back to grocery store meats after you visit farm to fork delivery.ca taste the farm to fork difference you will never go back to grocery store meats all right pilsy welcome back to everyone who's watching on youtube please subscribe it helps go a long way to boost the numbers for the show as we head into season five of the Locked On Senators podcast. Of course, you can follow us on social media. You can reach out to us there on Twitter, at SendCentral, on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. Want to give a shout-out to our boy, at Laleem's Martian. Great piece of golf content to open up Martian Media, which we will be contributing to as things go along here. But, Bilzi, what was your initial thoughts? You just watched the, uh, the golf video with Tyler Boucher. Yeah, it was awesome. This is something that Martian's been talking about doing for a long time. It took a while to set it up and he got all his equipment ready and he got two of the biggest beauties you could get to join him in Tyler Boucher and Tyler Clevin. And I mean, for his first time making a golf video, it's pretty incredible. Like he's got the shot tracker on there. I love the the birdie noises when uh, Boosh is up for a birdie putt and uh, eagle opportunities and he gets a couple hockey questions in there and a couple chirps thrown here and there. So this is going to be the first of many. I can't wait to see who his next guest is. Guys being dudes for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got a few more in the chamber. So, so stick taps to him for all of the great work he's doing. Martian Media, go make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Martian Media. Welcome to Season 4 of the Organizational Value Rankings. We've come a long way, Pilsy. From before YouTube, we were making these lists, but now that we have, it's kind of cool. This went a little bit less because a lot of them are new this year, this year's draft picks, but it's great as we go through this to see who rises, who falls, because now we've got three years of previous data to fall back on. Yeah, I loved uh, looking back at old organizational value rankings, be like, we had this guy here. And then you're like, well, in hindsight, like it did seem like that was the right spot for him. And oh, he had a big year, so he boosted. He had a down year, so he went down. So yeah, like you mentioned, these guys, not so much movement because they're mostly all new players. But this is a good exercise, too, just to remember all the guys, uh, later draft picks and guys that still have quite a long way to go that, hey, this is where they were. This is where they're at. Let's let's talk about them. I love it. And I just want to say for these guys who are near the bottom, it's mostly based on their draft position, and they're the youngest players in the entire organization. So if you're one of these kids, or if you're one of the parents, or if you're a friend, or whatever, last year, it was probably a kick in the behind for Nikita Zaitsev to be last. <laughs> 64th out of 64th but this good thing you didn't message us to fight fight us after that (laughs) but this year it's just kids who i believe will be able to climb this as the list goes on with that said coming in at number 60 on our organizational value rankings seventh round pick from this past year nicholas van tassel a right winger who played for green bay and will be attending the university of massachusetts with another senator's prospect 
Yeah, we're going to kick things off with Nicholas Van Tassel. And Ross, this is a guy with good size. Uh, that's one thing I like about uh, him for sure. Six foot four, 201 pounds, only 19 years old. So yeah, he's got a long road ahead of him. And he put up decent numbers in the USHL last season. 62 games, 19 goals, 18 assists for 37 points. And as you mentioned, he's going to be going to UMass in the NCAA next season. He's born April 18th, 2004. So with that said, and I always kind of laugh because uh, that's actually two days before the Leafs. Oh, no, they did this year. I was going to say the last time the Leafs won a playoff series was 2004 against Ottawa, but they did it this year. Yeah, it's too bad we can't just have that off-the-cuff stat anymore, Ross. I'm sorry. But Van Tassel was an overager for the draft. He was passed over last year, so he is already 19 years old. Last year, again, you mentioned the stats. So he had two years in the USHL, had one goal in three playoff games. I'm excited to see him at UMass. And apparently, I'm, I don't know how to say that state very well, so I'm going to stay away from it going forward. But he's going to be playing with Cameron O'Neill, a guy we'll get to, and a lot of drafted prospects, actually, on this UMass team. Upwards of 10 yeah. prospects who are drafted to the National Hockey League. I believe, unless anything's changed, I believe that uh, their head coach is Greg Carble, former Senator's assistant coach. And you know what I just noticed too, Pilsy? A guy we covered with uh, with our draft rankings, Michael Harable, one of the goalies. He's going to be their goalie. So I think at UMass, man, if he does enough to get a top six, top nine role there as a freshman coming in as a 19-year-old, I think we could see him definitely climb the rankings. But out of the three seventh-round picks last year, Van Tassel was the last one picked. He was 215th overall, so almost just by proxy. That's where we have him, 60th on our list. The Basking Ridge, New Jersey native. This is what the Elite Prospects Draft Guide says about him. Uses his full reach to handle the puck, reaching out across his body before pulling the puck all the way across the other side to beat opponents. Beats goalies across the post, instantly pulls pucks from the boards to the post, and shows finesse in tight to capitalize on loose pucks and tricky bounces. So I'm excited to see Van Tassel. Obviously, we'll be paying a little more attention to UMass this year, and it'll be fun to watch his growth as well. Yeah, basically this season for Van Tassel, I just want to see him continue to use that size to his advantage. I think that's where he has a lot of success and um, just try to have a decent transition to NCAA because some players that jump from USHL to NCAA, not only hockey wise, but just lifestyle wise can be a bit tricky. So I hope he has a smooth transition and uses that size. Coming in at number 59 on our organizational value rankings, a player who's leaving UMass. As Van Tassel comes in, Tyson Dick said, nah, I'm entering the transfer portal. And he's going there after a, game, a season where he scored uh, five goals, four assists for nine points in 28 games. Only eight penalty minutes was a minus four as well. He's six feet tall, 170 pounds, and can play center, play wing, left shot from Canada. And uh, yeah, I- I'm curious how this move is going to pay off because he'll be heading to Wisconsin next year. Yeah, and Ross, this is kind of what I was talking about with Van Tassel. The transition to college hockey can be difficult for some. In the BCHL with the Cranbrook, Cranbrook sorry, Bucks, he had 75 points in 54 games, and then you get down to nine goals in, or nine points in 28 games in college. So obviously there was something that just wasn't clicking with him in UMass, and uh, I anticipate that he's going to have a lot more success going over to Wisconsin. Nice fresh start for Tyson. And is that what you think this comes down to is just a fresh start 
you know, a new surroundings. We know the NCAA, the rules are way different now. Before you have to sit out a year and guys wouldn't take advantage of transferring schools. Yeah. Now you look around and you say, where's my best opportunity to play? Yeah, and it's not even, uh, I mean, I don't have full information on whether he didn't get a good opportunity to play or anything like that. I'm not suggesting that. I'm just saying, look, points-wise, it didn't exactly work out for him. He had a tough second half of the season. So just getting a fresh start for good or for bad, just a neutral fresh start, I think will do him some good. Yeah, no points in the last 13 games of the season for the 2022 seventh-round pick for the Ottawa Senators. Coming in at number 58 on our organizational value rankings, another BC kid, just like Tyson Dick. We've got Owen Beckner, who's heading to Colorado College. Yeah, I'm excited for Owen Beckner. This is a pick that I really liked, uh, good value in the seventh round of last year's draft. And he dominated in the BCHL, much like Tyson Dick did, uh, put up good numbers in 53 games. He had 17 goals, 33 assists, good for 50 points. So basically a point per game clip. And uh, again, another guy that's going to start off his NCAA career here, Ross, as he's going to be at Colorado College next season. He's born February 27, 2005, so he's 18 years old from Victoria, B.C., and great season with Salmon Arm. Not only a great season, but one of the most improved players. Played 11 more games, but had 40 more points, and then carried that momentum into the playoffs where he was nearly a point-per-game player in 14 games. Colorado College isn't necessarily you know, a top, top-end NCAA school, but he's not going there this year. As, as I say there, it's, it's actually 24-25. Oh, okay. okay. So he's got another year in the BCHL, which actually I think is best. Let this guy develop yeah. and mature as we saw with, um, with uh, not Tyson Dick rather, but with Van Tassel. Now, at least when you're a year older, you're more mature, then you head into college. Maybe the transition isn't as steep as it may have been if you were coming right out as an 18-year-old, as a true freshman. Not everybody's Jake Sanderson skipping years in school and getting in as young as possible. So I think that the long road for these kids is a good thing. And that means that the Senators, I think they're aware of that when they're making these picks. They know that the longer they have their rights, the better. And that gives him an extra year here for Owen Beckner. But one thing, I just want to see him be assertive out there. Maybe try to shoot a little bit more it seems like he's passing and, and getting a lot of assists but i'm excited as well like you said uh, a very good value pick for where they got owen beckner at 204th overall in this past draft elite prospects as he scans the ice like an owl seeking out prey his head constantly on a swivel good tracking so could he end up being a good defensive forward i think you're looking for the senators maybe a guy way down the road could be a good penalty killer for them. So that's Owen Beckner coming in at 58 on our organizational value rankings. Before we get back to our rankings, we got to tell you a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Shawarma Palace. You know how much we love our friends at Shawarma Palace, so much so that Pilsy, he just puts a zipper on his mouth when he knows I want to talk about Shawarma Palace. Because for me, it's something I grew up with. Every time I was on the seven bus from Rideau Center back home after day at Lisgar, I would stop and I'd look and I'd say, man, I could go for a shawarma palace. I can't even tell you how many times I'd get off the bus and go to that Rideau and Chapel location. I would always know I would be full and nobody would want to sit next to me on the bus because that garlic sauce is so delicious. So when you make sure you get that platter, you get the extra garlic sauce on there, all the ingredients are so super fresh, but Pilsy, 
you like the sandwiches as well. Yeah, I'm a big sandwich guy, uh, as it's well known uh, with friends and family. I'm a slow eater, so for me to get through a platter would take a long time, whereas a sandwich, everyone else finishes their, their meal. I don't have to sit there awkwardly finish it. I'll take it on the go, and I'll finish it when we're getting into the Uber or wherever we're going. So the sandwich is uh, is the pick for me. Any, any way you like it, you know you can get it at Shawarma Palace. Seven locations all over Ottawa and exclusively on Uber Eats if you're looking to order Shawarma Palace right to your door. Eat like a royal today. Eat at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy. We are sprinting through Tier 9 of the organizational value rankings. And we didn't mention Tyson Dick moved, uh, he moved down. He moved up one spot, up there one we spot, go. up one spot. But now we got to get back to a guy who's new on the list. Coming in at number 57 defenseman for the Kitchener Rangers, Matthew Andonovsky. Ando, as our good friend Sean Fafaro uh, refers to him as. And this is a guy that he plays a very specific type of game, as you'll note from his stats or if you're looking on EP. Not a big goal score, but hey, he still provides some offense with assists in 67 games. He had 16 assists. But what Ando does really well is he plays a mean physical game. Like he's going to make things tough on opponents, especially when you're looking at in front of the net. He plays a physical shutdown game and can box out well. What I also like about Matthew Andonovsky is personality plus. This guy, if you watch yeah. the spiked up segment, like he's going to come in and command the room next year. I would hope so in Kitchener. This is a team that is going through, I'd say, a little bit of a lull in terms of their competitive window, as all teams do in the Ontario, Quebec, or Western Hockey League. It's just the way it works there with players graduating. But he did his part last year. You look at a team where a lot of guys in the the cold minuses, and he was a plus 25 player for them. So I think that what you're hoping happens next year is that Andonovsky gets a little more comfortable with the puck on his stick because he tries to rush the puck up but occasionally once pressure comes he kind of like bows out and just chips it off the glass if he can be more assertive and carry it a little bit more I think that's kind of the next step for Matthew Andonovsky but man this guy I like the potential it's whether or not he's going to be kind of a top four AHL defenseman or if he can add elements to his game that allows him to become an everyday NHLer down the road. Because we're also looking at a guy here that's uh, 18 years old as of March 2005 is his birthday. March 14, 2005. Markham, Ontario activates in the play. But uh, yeah, I'd like to be a little more confident. And maybe not confident because he does try to be unconfident. Maybe a little more execution when he's trying to weave through defenders. Yeah, and I think it's going to be very dependent on who his defense partner is, Ross. I mean, I think it'd make an interesting pair having Andonovsky with another Sens draft picked on that team in uh, Tomas Shamara because then you get your yin and your yang, your big physical shutdown, and then your puck-moving defenseman. And Ando's entering his third season in the OHL. I feel like that is a really good time for a defenseman to really make his mark and show improvement. So as much as I hate to say it, I will be watching the Kitchener Rangers closely this season. As a diehard Guelph Storm fan. That's (laughs) Matthew Andonovsky making his debut on our organizational value rankings at number 57. 
All right, coming in at number 56 on our organizational value rankings, it's Theo Wahlberg. Theo Wahlberg was drafted by the Senators in the sixth round in 2022. He's from Stockholm, Sweden, but he came right over last season with the Dubuque Fighting Saints. Now, he didn't put up the numbers that our friend, the disher, Stephen Halliday, did. He's the franchise leader in points for the Dubuque Fighting Saints, but he certainly established himself, and now... He and Halliday will get to be buddies and teammates next year because Wahlberg's heading to the Ohio State University. Yeah, Theo Wahlberg. I mean, if this isn't a Sens draft pick, I don't know what is. Six foot five, 203 pounds, left shot defenseman from Sweden. And I think there's a lot of potential here. And uh, yet again, we've got a theme here, Ross, of players entering their first NCAA season. Look, I think 22 points in 60 games for his first season over in North America as a defenseman is actually pretty commendable. Like, that's it's tough as a defenseman when you're used to such big ice to go to smaller ice. It really changes a lot of your game. So I think we can see a nice boost to his season. And that Ohio State team, they've, from what we've heard from Stephen Halliday, they have some big aspirations this year. And hopefully Wahlberg can be a big contributor to that. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a nice, well-rounded game out of college for Theo Walbury. I don't need him putting up massive amounts of points. I think for, for me, in a perfect scenario, this guy's going to play two, three, four years in Belleville anyways. So it's a matter of him just doing what he does best, using his size, using his reach to his advantage, making clean puck plays. Don't try to force anything and just be a safe, consistent defenseman. And that's the hardest thing to teach, right, is consistency. So I think, yeah, getting 60 games in last year, if he got that in Sweden, he'd be playing in 16 different leagues, which I wouldn't put past the Swedes yeah. and, you know, those European styles of where, you know, they're playing in different areas. So I think coming over was such a great idea for Theo Wahlberg. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do next year. The playoffs were tough for him. Dash five, only one assist in five games. But I do think there is a path that he could be on the Senators. I mean, Belleville Senators um, lineup in two seasons from now. Remind, he's 2003 birthday as well, right? So last year he came in on our organizational value rankings at 59. Now he moves up to 56, and we'll see what's next for Theo Wahlberg. Yeah, and I think the this is a spot where he's going to have to learn how to use his size to his advantage, but in a different way. Maybe over in Sweden, he could be a little more physical. The college game, or even in the USHL, the college game, they seem to call things a lot tighter, as Tyler Clevin could tell you, that's for sure. So he's going to have to use his size in, in a base of a good reach, good gap control, stuff like that. Coming in at number 55. On our organizational value rankings, our first goalie on the list and another player from Sweden who's coming over to North America this year. It's Kevin Riedler, who the numbers jumped off the page when we saw what he put up last year. Finally, Ross, we're getting to attendee as a hashtag goalie friendly show. And the Senators are getting into the habit of drafting tall goalies as Kevin Riedler comes in at six foot six, 201 pounds. And he had a really good season in the J20 league as far as uh, numbers go, at least consistent with a 289 goals against average, a 911 save percentage, 14 and 16 record. And then in the playoffs, I mean, he had his man. It didn't exactly work out for his team, but in three games, a 235 goals against average and a 941 save percentage with a shutout mixed in there. So he, he can step up when the games matter. 
I'm really excited that he's made the decision to come over to guess where Dubuque and play for the Fighting Saints himself next season. So I think what you're going to get in Kevin Riedler is a, a really athletic goalie. And I think that we're going to need to work on secondary saves, rebound control, which is very normal at this at this age category. Kevin Riedler's coming in as, you know, an 18-year-old. He's, he's going to be 19 on September 2nd. So next week he turns 19. And I just want to see him slow and steady. Make, make good plays, make good reads, practice hard. Hopefully he gets to be a starter in Dubuque next year. I'd imagine that was part of the convincing process to getting him to come over is, hey, you can play 45, 50 games. That would be ideal for me, but he was on a bad team. Like there's no sugarcoating. He played on a bad team in AIK last year and there were games where you get lit up. And I think as a goalie, sometimes that can help you develop in a way because it's like, hey, I need to be mentally tough and not let each goal that goes in and each loss that goes by ruin my self-esteem and my confidence that I can get the job done. And you saw it by the 9-11 save percentage. He's able to kick saves out. And guys, keep an eye on him for the World Juniors next year. We could see Kevin Riedler making an appearance for Team Sweden at the World Juniors. Not as a starter. I'm not going to go that far. But I do think that he will be on the radar. He was on Scott Wheeler's projected roster. So keep an eye out for Kevin Riedler, who comes in, 55, three spots ahead of where he was last year on our organizational value rankings. Coming in at number 54, another goalie, Vladimir Nikitin out of Kazakhstan. Now, this is a guy that we did not know much about. I feel like generally the online scouting world did not know much about, but Somehow the Ottawa Senators scouted this guy and kind of kind of seems like a diamond in the rough type player, Ross. Like how many, he's got to be the first player drafted out of Kazakhstan in Ottawa Senators history. Got to be. Uh, I can't think of anybody else off my head. <laughs> I bet yeah. you like one other guy, you know, who maybe didn't even make it, but who's out of Kazakhstan? I'll get yeah. back on that. Who knows? But you, you start looking at numbers and – there's a reason he was such a kind of bright light for the Senators scouts when you just look at the stat sheets. In 24 games in Kazakhstan's U20 league, 207 goals against, 0.921 save percentage, three shutouts, and how about this record? 18-6 and six in the regular season. And Ross, if you want to read off his playoff stats, I'll leave that to you because they're even more impressive. Oh, are they ever? And did you mention he's 6-4? Again, Senators yep. loving they're tall goalies. He's heading to Chilliwack in the BCHL. So he'll be right under the nose, at least in the country, of uh, of Senators Brass. So I'm sure they'll get to watch a lot of video on him. And yeah, he was unreal in the playoffs. Nine games, 9-0-0 record, 9-25 save percentage, and a 1.56 goals against average. Now, yes, this is the under-20 league in Kazakhstan. <laughs> yes, I understand that. But it's still impressive nonetheless. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you can only do as well as uh, the games you're in. And he seems to dominate with that. And I imagine he's going to be in a starting position when he gets to the Chilliwack Chiefs. And it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Another goalie coming from Europe over to the North American program. And we've got a connection to the Chilliwack Chiefs. And hopefully once uh, Nikitin feels like he is comfortable doing interviews in English, we'll get him on the show. Yes, and I can confirm the Senators have never drafted a player out of Kazakhstan until Vladimir Nikitin. Now, the Senators wanted Nikitin to be at Dev Camp this year, but Pierre Dorian told us 
that he couldn't get a visa in time. So he was unable to make it over, but we are expecting him to be boots on the ground in Chilliwack in time for the BCHL season. So Vladimir Nikitin makes his debut on the Sens organizational value rankings at 54 as we move. Number 53 on the list, a player who's been on this show, who's moved up four spots from last year, just had his fre- or is going into his freshman year of college hockey at UMass. It's Cameron O'Neill. Yeah, Cameron O'Neill in his second season with the Tri-City Storm in the USHL. He had nine goals and 18 assists for 27 points in 56 games. I think definitely, um, you know, he made the jump from playing at uh, Mount St. Charles Academy 18 and under where he dominated, which we love. What were his numbers? (laughs) This is wild. 62 games 57 goals, 76 assists for 133 points. Like 57 goals in 62 games is wild. Obviously, he had to adjust his game going to the USHL and kind of rely on having not just an A game putting up points, but a B game. And uh, he's he's going to have a very interesting season as, yet again, another guy entering his first NCAA season. And he's a guy with confidence, great hands, can can make moves in front. Like I, I'm not worried about him off the rush. I'm just worried about you know being strong on the puck, not getting pushed around, and being able to dominate down low. I think like if you, I, I just feel like you know he's got he's got good speed, got good hands. I think it's just a matter of putting it all together. So again, the long road, right? A, a last year draft pick, and now he's heading into his freshman year. So. I'm just, it's a slow and steady race. UMass is very well coached. And as we already discussed with Nicholas Van Tassel, they do have a pretty talented roster coming in. Really, they were put on the map when Kale McCarr went there and, and yep. won a national title for them. And I don't think you can, maybe in Canada, we, we don't understand because the CHL has a draft, whereas NCAA, it's all about recruiting. And having a championship, a national title, just puts so much respect for that university. It makes it easier for them, even when those players are gone, the Kale McCars of the world, then you can still reload and bring in players. So I'm sure that he's going to be in a really good spot in UMass. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the six foot, 198 pound right winger attributes himself to the NCAA ranks. Because just like you said, with the amount of points he put up as a, as a high school player, like, offensively the instincts are there it's just can he do it at the next level at the next level that's always going to be the challenge for these guys coming up but as we mentioned he did enough to move up four spots on our list as we move number 52 on our organizational value rankings it's Hoyt Stanley but we just got to sit down with last month Hoyt Stanley makes his first appearance on the list he was a fourth round pick 108th overall for the Ottawa Senators in this past draft and a rare occurrence where all the online scouts are like, whoa, what a pick for the Senators. We had him higher than where they got him. Yeah, Hoyt Stanley to kick off your draft in the fourth round. That was a great way to do it for the Ottawa Senators. I think they got good value on that. Great kid. Uh, We got to chat with him at Dev Camp and he's a right shot defenseman. Six foot three, hun- or two hundred and one pounds. Sorry, West Van kid, good West Coast kid, and he had a really good season with the Victoria Grizzlies in the BCHL in fifty three games, four goals, thirty four assists for thirty eight points. He even got an assist in four playoff games, and to add it to the list, Ross, he will be entering his freshman uh, season in the NCAA with Cornell University. 
and Cornell University, maybe not known for hockey, and and he told us you can go check out our interview with them. Like family, his family really values the education, and yeah. I mean, you're talking Ivy League, right? Like, so he's gonna get a great education there. Six foot three, like he grew like crazy. He told us a great story about how he wore number seventy seven, then number eighty eight because mm-hmm. he wanted his parents thought that wearing a boxy number excuse me, like that, would help make him look bigger on the ice. So we asked, you wearing 99 at Cornell? Don't think so. But what I can tell you is that this kid has a great head on his shoulders. He's a smooth skating defenseman. And I really think he's going to transition well to college. I think he's going to be one of those guys where he's not going to put up necessarily a huge number of points, but he's going to be a steady, relied-upon defenseman on the penalty kill, maybe hopefully get some power play time on top of that. But out of all the players that we talked to about today, there's a reason why Hoyt Stanley is at the top. And I honestly thought about at times moving him up even further than this, because I do see a, a pretty bright future for him uh, as he transitions probably two, three, three. Cause I mean, you want to keep his rights, but three years in college, I think is the play for him. Yeah. Especially when you, when you talk about uh, him focusing on his education at an Ivy league school, that seems pretty standard. Uh, the Harvard guys uh, typically go for more than one or two years at their schools. And Hoyt Stanley, I think he's a really nice two way defenseman. His good skating allows him to pinch and get involved uh, offensively. He's a good passer. And then defensively, again, the skating helps him out. He breaks up plays early and his size at uh, six foot three, helps him uh, have really good range and good gap control. So there's a lot of potential for Hoyt. There you have it. 52 through 60 on our organizational value rankings. That that felt like a, a wind sprint, Pelzi. Like we were, we were just flying through it. And I think as we go further and further, it'll probably become a little bit more in depth. But right now it's about introducing fans to to the players who one day could play and it'll be fun to go back i'm going to post all these individually as well and it'll be fun to go back and see if guys rise if they fall or how they'll all fit in if you're watching on youtube you can see and unfortunately i cut off there number 60 uh van tassel will have to grab uh you know what look at this just so you guys can see he's right there bang tier nine so there you have it um, our first order of business on the organizational value rankings. Definitely more to come as we. Oh, Pilsy, would you like to announce it? When's when's the next show? Next show is going to be Wednesday. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot here. I thought yeah. we were back to get caught up here. I oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because we're doing organizational value rankings. Yes, yes. That was a little uh, a little trick there. Hey, Pilsy, when's the next show? Oh, I'm up to date with the schedules and on it. We're going to be going back tomorrow for an episode. Two episodes today and an episode tomorrow. Do you have enough Send Central content? Yes. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, 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 you do. Welcome to the Organizational Value Rankings. We're excited to bring it to you. And this basically wraps up Season 4 of Locked On Senators. And once we get past the value rankings, funny enough, bang, Rookie Tournament's going to be right there and we'll be into Season 5. Again, please leave a comment on today's show. Do it on the Ring of Honor as well. Subscribe to Martian Media and Locked On Senators. Follow the show on Twitter at Send Central. For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>